So welcome back to another episode of Locking the Leap. We're actually going to start this one as season two, start of this year. Uh, great things coming. We have another great guest, FSU basketball transfer from Houston. This guy's a hooper. We put out some of us his highlights earlier, man. I'm telling you, he's an absolute bucket. Caleb Mills, when we come back, you'll be here for him. Okay, so we are back, and when this video um, comes out, you'll see how atrocious my setup is in the back right now. I don't have anything that came into my room. Jeff Bezos is going to be stealing my money in a couple hours, but let's introduce everybody. Cam, first, our co-host. How are you doing, man? What's good? We're back at school. What's up? I'm good. I'm glad to be back at school, but it's like that weird time in sports right now. Summer league just ended. Football hasn't started yet, so there's not a whole lot on, but ready to get into this. Yeah, first day of class was today. I'm telling you, getting around to class was an absolute bitch today. <clears throat> Couldn't find anywhere. It was also hot as hell. So I'll ask you, Aaron, how are you doing, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, also glad to be in Tallahassee. Feels good to be back. And, uh, you know, all my classes right now for today, at least, are online. So pretty happy about that. I'm actually in class as we speak. Uh, so I'm multitasking, but, you know, can't let the boys down. Got to rip this pod and uh, very excited to get some content here. Let's get into it. Awesome. So last but not least, we have the newest of the new bloods, Caleb Mills. This guy's a bucket. Caleb, thanks for hopping on, man. How are you today? I'm doing straight, man. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit earlier, and Caleb is also from North Carolina. Uh, so we got some roots back there. I remember Terrence Mann, we saw his mom. Shout out to Terrence Mann's mom real quick. He was cooking that Jamaican curry chicken, and I was, the mouth was salivating. But let's just get started, man. Uh, before we start, let's just say this episode is sponsored by FSU.CBB on Instagram. Go uh, give them a little shout out. Go follow their page. But uh, Aaron, if you want to just start it off, man. Yeah, so if you guys follow us on social media, you will have seen we posted some videos of uh, your former coach, uh, Kelvin Sampson. He's giving you a lot of praise. He said, I don't like making bold statements, but I can safely say, Caleb, is the best offensive player I've recruited since I've been here. How was your time being coached uh, by Coach Sampson at Houston? And do you notice any similarities between him and Coach Ham here at FSU? Um, well, my game uh, going there, I feel like I wouldn't have gotten help in that aspect anywhere else. So I'm glad I did go there. You know, that made me tougher. Uh, I was kind of skilled going into it, like a skilled offensive player, but it taught me uh, to be an all-around player. I got a guard. I got a rebound. And, uh but uh, the similarities between Coach Ham and, and Coach Kell is not like it's not close. Coach uh, Coach Kell, he got like five to him, and uh, Coach uh, Ham, he just real laid back, really just go with flow for real. Yeah. So Coach Sampson said the first time he saw you play, you had had thirty-seven on fourteen attempted shots. 
That's some ridiculous efficiency, which is one of the things that's very important for the next level. Some of the things he said about you was your ability in space, your ISO game, and your strong three-point shooting skills. How did AAU help you progress as a player? And are there any noticeable differences between high school ball and AAU? Uh, well, I feel like AAU is is kind of messing up the game for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's just some games is real bad. But it's whenever you watch high level AAU tournaments, that's whenever you can tell. Like it's it's a difference. But uh, AAU really uh, it's just everybody really fighting. They starving for a spot and trying to get to college. So. Yeah, absolutely. So we asked former FSU kicker Ricky Aguayo and also current Cincinnati Red Matthew Nelson this question as it also pertained to their respective sports. But as an offensive scoring threat, what's it like to get hot? You know, maybe you hit the, uh, the heat check to the heat check. Both the benchers are like, oh, my goodness. And the crowd's up. They're engaged. And you realize running down the court, holy shit, the rim is the size of the ocean. Anything I'm putting up is going in. Could you take us through that type of mindset and how you still find a way to play within the game when you're in a zone like that? Uh, even in those moments, I still try to be unselfish. So if, uh, I, when I remember the game that y'all were talking about when I had 37, 14 attempts, uh, Coach, Kel, Coach Kel, he called me after the game and told me I had passed open shots up. So like, if it was a, a swing, swing opportunity, I always make that. So I, I still play within the game, regardless if I'm hot or not. So. So Houston was one of the best offenses in college basketball last year. You were joined in the backcourt by Quentin Grimes, who was drafted 25th overall to the Knicks. In a lot of those big games, though, we see him deferring to you late, and you showed why, hitting clutch bucket after clutch bucket. What did a uh, player like Grimes deferring to you? How did that help your confidence and make you a better player? Uh, I, I'm, I was confident from the start. I didn't really necessarily need nobody to do nothing, but uh, Q, that's my man. Uh, he could have took no shot. No, everybody could have took no shots, really. Uh, but uh, Coach uh, Samp, which all played up for me, uh, it just depended. It depended on the nights how people were playing. But uh, most of the nights, I would get the shots. Uh, being a freshman, that's big. You know, that just my, that's my confidence speaking for itself. Yeah. So staying on Quinton for a second, big shout out to him. We were watching him ball for the Knicks in the Vegas Summer League, and he actually went for uh, twenty-eight, six, and four in a win against the Cavs pretty recently. Another scoring win who happens to play for our home state team is James Booknight. Do you have a relationship with James and uh, have you been keeping up with any summer league performances or individual player performances? Because we have a couple Knowles who are also playing in the summer league right now. Yeah, I've, I've been watching uh, uh, a little bit of it, not much. Uh, yeah, but I, I know James, uh, we played him tw uh, twice, I think, my freshman year. And that was always a matchup I was looking forward to. Uh, we uh, got cool after the first time we played. Uh, we've been, I've been following ever since. I'm happy for going for real. I'm happy for everybody's made. Absolutely. Yeah, the thing about James that I kind of noticed between you guys too was it seems like uh, you guys can get a bucket off the ball and also with the ball in your hands. You know, when I saw you in a specific game, you were just curling. Just You were curling, doing pin downs, getting the ball, catching it around the nail, and just going to work every time. So I kind of see those similarities, man, and I think that, you know, that's what you need at the next level. Aaron, take it away. So like Jay had mentioned, we noticed the game against Memphis, you had uh, 21 points when we were watching your highlights. And it seemed like a lot of your buckets were from off-ball movement, like you had said. A lot of pin downs, a lot of curls. And we kind of saw some similarities there to how you score compared to uh, Devin Booker in the NBA. So we're wondering, what kind of players in the NBA do you kind of model your game after or try to learn skills from? Uh, I mean, 
I don't I just do a lot of stuff. Uh I try to make my game as complete as possible. So uh I just watch basketball. I don't really watch players. Uh but the most important part of if uh what nowadays people say having a deep bag is uh your footwork gotta be on a different level. And uh I just try to focus on that. I try to do as much stuff as possible. And I'm working out by myself, just working on my footwork. Uh and um I like watching Marcus Smart on defense, on the defensive end. I mean, I, I fell in love with defense after playing for Coach Kell because you kind of had to. So after ever since then, uh, most people say I, I wouldn't guard going into college. And then my freshman year, I still didn't really guard. But, but now I say I'm, I'm, I've come a long way defensively. So I've got two follow-ups. My first one isn't really a, a question. It's a statement. I'd say whenever you watch the older guys, let's say coaches, CY even did this too, where when you give them the ball on one-on-ones playing a younger guy, it seems like it's three dribbles or less, and they're giving you all head fakes, all jabs, everything, and they'll still get the bucket only dribbling three times because they have that type of footwork to be able to kind of freeze a defender without even having to move, you know? And the second thing I was going to uh, add on was Devin Booker, all these players, how do you focus on, you said you want to get better in all the aspects of your game. How do you get better at rebounding? You said you watched Marcus Spark for defense, how do you uh, who do you watch for rebounding or steals or anything like that? Well, rebounding is not necessarily that's that's that I don't really think rebounding is the skill necessarily. I think it's just having the heart Instinct. to go get it. Yeah, Instinct. just having the heart to go get it because uh, you're gonna it's, it's gonna be contact wherever rebound you get. You're gonna be few rebounds you might get long open rebound, but you're gonna have to get in there. And uh, we used to uh, work on that every day at Houston, like Houston. That's what more motivated me to. That was a big part of uh, me becoming who I am today. Yeah, so you were talking about how you've been working on all, like, all of your game and everything, and you're a really crafty scorer. And I kept noticing in your highlights that you would do this sort of fading off balance shot going left, but you were still playing the glass on it. So I was wondering, do you practice those types of shots in the gym or are those kind of just impromptu in the moment? You know what, I'm in this situation. Let me see if I can bank it off real life. I mean, uh, I, I do practice that now, but growing up, like when I first started playing, I would just always, I could always make those type shots. So uh, this come that is natural to me. But uh, I do work on it now. I do a lot more stuff. But uh, I'm, uh, I do a lot more stuff than I did my freshman year. Now I do a lot more stuff. So to end off this segment, uh, I want to give some love to the Houston basketball program. Your freshman year, you went to the Sweet Sixteen. This past year, they went to the Final Four. Eventually, they lost to Baylor, who won the championship. No shame in that. But uh, are there any players, coaches, or staff at Houston that you want to give a shout-out to, whether it be young guys coming up you see a lot of potential in or older vets who kind of showed you the way? Well, uh, I, I want to shout-out all of them. Like, literally, like, I'm not even trying to be funny because I know being there, I know what they go through. Man, they work so hard. Uh, the coaches, they, they push us. Well, they push them so, so, so hard. And uh, they expect a lot out of you. And – they, they develop you as a man. We're going to that as well. So, yeah, I mean, so. I'm, I'm close to all of them, really, but uh, uh, Marcus and Ryan right now, everybody's pretty much gone that I was with. But Marcus, Sasser, and Ryan Elvin, those are those ones I was with all the time. We were just gym rats. All right, yo, so that'll end the first segment for uh, Caleb's time at Houston and his time at AAU. We'll take a quick break, and when we get back, We'll talk about the new blood and FSU, some of the expectations we got going into the basketball season. We'll be right back.
So obviously you still got a whole lot of love for Houston and their fans, but those crowds are pale in comparison when it comes to the atmosphere in the tuck. What factors led to you transferring to Florida State and how excited are you to play this season in a packed out Tucker Center? Um, well, being from North Carolina, it was, uh, I got recruited by both of those schools uh, while I was in the portal, but I kind of had my mindset on Florida State. You know, I had Florida State coming out of high school, but uh, uh, I didn't even, I didn't, I went on one official visit, which I, I wish I, actually I don't regret not going on more, but going on more definitely would have uh, gave me a little more of an understanding of, of uh, how important it is, how important it would be. But um, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing this year here. Uh, it's a it's a great um, environment, it's a basketball school. Uh, in the people around us, the team, the coaches, it's definitely, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I don't shout out mainstream media people too much, but Jay Billis, who uh, played former college troops at Duke, he's a college analyst now, and he talked about FSU, and he says, when that place is packed, there's few pay, few places that really get there. I remember we all went to a game once, and uh, I'll just say it, we had some, some, some money on it. And Trent Forrest absolutely baptized Jordan and Warrior on the court. The place was shaking, no one knew what to do, but that was just a little glimpse of to what we'll see this season. So moving on, no shame, no shame at all. We've been doing everything in our power to try and grab Coach CY's attention to possibly have him make an appearance on the pod. Coach, if you hear this, Happy late birthday. How well have you gotten to know Coach, and how has he helped not only you, but the basketball team as a whole? Uh, Coach C.Y., man, uh, well, being recruited out of the portal, Coach Ham recruited me mainly, but uh, being, uh, being around uh, lately, as long as I've been, I got here in January, so uh, talking to Coach C.Y., understanding who he is out of man. He just wanted the best for all of us, man. He's a funny dude, and it's, it's fun to be around him. Yeah, every day we see him on his Instagram too. He'll shout out one of his former players or current players and just give him a whole little paragraph just saying, yo, this dude was is one of them guys, man. He's one of them guys. Uh, this is a real dude. He was always with me from day one. And I feel like it's becoming a brotherhood. It's, Terrence Mann said he's like an uncle to him at this point, you know, where they're not even talking basketball. They're just talking about how's your family? How is everything? How's everything going on? So it's more of a family here at, uh, at Florida State. So, Caleb, every person has their setbacks, uh, but it's about how you bounce back that tells how the kind of person you are and the kind of ball player you are. And you had a great season in 2019-20, but you're only able to play four games this past year due to an ankle injury. So how's that recovery one? What's your day-to-day -day look like? And how's the process been? What's your ankle feel like now, now that you're here in Tallahassee? Well, what had happened was uh, before the season, it was a couple of weeks before the season started, I had a real bad ankle sprain. One of my teammates, J1, uh, he stepped on my foot and my and it turned. His foot was still on my ankle. It was a grade two. I had some torn ligaments and uh, I kind of rushed back. I kind of rushed to come back. And uh, uh, I think our first my first game back was Boise State. I had twelve and four. Uh, and uh, I actually I twisted my other ankle in that same game. So it wasn't, but it wasn't as bad as the. Uh, my left and then the next game we played Texas Tech I first got in as soon as I got in I retweaked it and it went back to stage one so and so it was it was tough dealing with that and I was playing with an injury the whole time that those four games but uh uh now I'm 
pretty much straight. I mean, it's still like swollen, but I have no pain there. I mean, coming with great training spray, you don't have some kind of swell, swell, swelling going on. But uh, uh, day to day, I'm just I'm back myself now, completely healed. Yeah, could you maybe take the regular person who doesn't sprain their ankle for a grade two, what it what it feels like, what's that pain like, and how long that injury kind of goes? People may just hear a sprain and think, oh, he just tweaked his ankle, but it's a lot bigger than that. Well, it's different. Well, well, I didn't know this, but uh, after dealing with it, I know it's different. I think it's three stages uh, or three grades, what they'll say. And I got the second one, thankfully, so I wasn't out as far as long as I would have, could have been. But uh, whenever it happened, uh, I felt like I broke it because I felt it pop. But uh, thankfully, it didn't. And uh, I was just re- I was rehabbing, going hard every day. And the uh, funny thing is, I think a week later, my teammate Marcus in practice did the same thing, his, his same ankle with both walking on the boost. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, basketball, we saw the same thing with Kyrie Irving uh, in the Bucs. They're up 2-0. It looks like the Nets have complete control of the series. Kyrie goes down on someone's foot and he was done for the rest of the series. And you see that it's just one quick play, one tiny thing can really affect uh, how someone's season goes. But turning to a better light, we asked this question to our former basketball guests, Jalen Worley, Matt Cleveland, John Butler, some former guys we had on. What's more disrespectful to you? Would you rather drop somebody, drain the jumper, or catch a body on a fast break? What's more disrespectful personally to you? Man, uh, well, I don't, I don't know if I can answer what's more disrespectful. I mean, I really don't care if I dunk on somebody or cross somebody. I want to score, but uh, if I had to choose whether I would be getting dunked on or across, I'd say dunk on because if somebody's more athletic than you, you can't control that. Like, you should be able to stay on your feet at least somehow. I mean, like, you can get shifted or whatnot, but uh, I mean, you're gonna get caught slipping occasionally. That's what happened in basketball, but I rather get dunked on because like you can't really do much about that. Yeah, Wesley Johnson was a great was a great role player, man. Wesley Johnson had I think nine years in the NBA, man. And then James Harden one night hit that cross, that left right, looked at him, licked his lips, drained the jumper. I've heard of Wesley, but keep moving on, man. Uh, Cam, let's ask this one because I'm really excited to hear this one too. Yeah, so this one's actually kind of like a two part because I feel like you probably have different answers. Who are the toughest players that you've had to match up with in high school and then college? Uh, well, I played Zion in high school, uh, so that goes without saying. And, uh, <laughs> college, uh, I mean, I went going against Marcus, my teammate in practice every day. I was that was tough going against Dave, not going against Quinn. Uh, Houston, we was we was loaded on backcourt. Nate Hinton was there my freshman year, so that was just that was an everyday battle between all of us. Yeah, they say that iron sharpens iron. It's kind of like all you guys were just battling, you know, making each other better. But I want to rewind to that Zion high school. How was that uh, that matchup with Zion in high school? Because when I was in high school, I went to North Carolina, like like you said. So um, we both lived there. When I would go and look at the hoop mixtapes, everyone I saw him playing was was small small white guys. So I never knew he matched up with you. How was that matchup? I got to look at that one next. Well, we had a seven like a six nine uh african on our team and then we had a six eight big white athletic though uh they was like zion was just a different animal so like it, i mean he was gonna do that regardless of who he's playing the same stuff with doing all those kids with the, the next guy he's doing it now in the NBA. 
Yeah, so to finish things off, I want to start off on a quote or end it off on a quote. It was from Kanye. Kanye actually said, you know what? My biggest regret in life is that I couldn't see myself perform because he says his performances were that good. I want to equate that to FSU basketball, where I wish sometimes our players could just sit in the, in the stands and see from that perspective. Like, wow, look at the show that we're putting on. So thank you, Caleb Mills. Uh, we can't wait to see him put some buckets in the Tucker Center. Let's start these sign-offs. I'll start with you, Aaron. Thank you for coming on. You got class and multitask. It's ridiculous. How are you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great. Um, had a great time having Caleb on. Thank you so much for your insight. I uh, just looked up the Zion game against you. It actually looks incredibly cool. Uh, so that's very dope. Really excited to see the basketball team this year. Uh, as you guys know, it's my first year here at Florida State, so... Can't wait to get into the tuck, watch some games there, watch some games in Doe for some football. Uh, but also, shout out to our FSU women's soccer team. They've been on a tear to start the season. Me and Jay have been in every game so far. You might have seen us on the news. Uh, so the FSU women's soccer team is 2-0. and Haven't been scored on yet. So very excited to see what they do this season as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for reminding me. Christina Roque, she didn't play last game, but she played the first game. She was one of our guests. She's the best goalie in the nation. I do not say that with any hyperbole. She is the best goalkeeper in the nation. We're the number one team in the nation, women's soccer. We're plowing through everyone we play. Go look at that goal by, um, I, I want to make sure I get it right. I don't want to say her names. I don't want to botch it. I want to pronounce it correctly. Go look at Noel Soccer. Check out those highlights. Cam, how are you doing also? Yeah, doing great. Thank you, Caleb, for coming on. Um, definitely keep up following us. We're almost 800 followers on TikTok, so that's pretty cool. Instagram, more good stuff there. Also, as you guys know, I'm a Bulls fan. Patrick Williams has been playing super well in Summer League. He, I think he was the all, all Summer League second team or something like that. Excited to watch another Noel take a big step, and especially because he plays for my team. So, another good day. Yeah, absolutely. And then we want to close this off with new blood, Kayla Mills coming from Houston coming to FSU with the goal to continue his basketball career here. And we'll see you in the big league soon, man. So I just can't wait to be rooting for you. Thanks for thanks for hopping on and taking some time to just, you know, chop it up with us. No problem, man. Yeah, absolutely. So just to everyone listening to this, the YouTube channel, we'll link it there, www.lockitorleaveit.org. Here's some articles from there. See all the other Florida State guests that we've gotten. The list is getting crazy now. You guys got to go check it out. And we have a lot of big things in the works. So stick with us, stick with us. Uh, but just thank you guys again, man. If you fuck with what we're doing, give us the five stars. It's so quick. It helps us out. And it only takes three seconds. But other than that, thanks. Time to booze, man. It's Silly Week. Peace.